1: What's wrong with you, KK? I got nothing for you. What, 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 what's wrong with you? benediction right there that was
0: so good what's going on everyone and welcome to the reformatory the podcast for the local church and by the local church and we are your local churchmen my name is josh and i'm joined as always with my co-host and crime captain <laughs> jack daddy jack my man what is <laughs> happening it's good to see
1: you hey 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 yeah it's uh yeah. good to see you as always even though this last couple days, as you know, has been quite the, uh, yeah, the T-bone dude. and blind side of the end of the
0: week. You've had a week. Jeez. You've had a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for those that don't know, Jack uh, obviously uh, went on paternity leave, right? And we had all those interviews. Uh-huh. Went great. Jack came back. Things were going good. Getting back in the swing of things. His job lets him know out of the blue that he no longer has a job. Yeah. Uh, they laid him off, and there's, like, just, it, like, I mean, obviously, lots of, lots of, you know, different, you know, different, you know, details, but, it like, really no explanation, honestly, like, there's re- really no communication there. So, Jack is in the thralls yeah. of dealing with that, and job <laughs> hunting, and all of the crap that goes with that, so, but Jack, honestly, like, you know, we've already talked, but, that's rough, dude. Uh, as someone who un- who knows how that feels, you know, uh, trying to find a job is yeah. never fun. So, our prayers go out to you and trying no. to find that and land back on your feet. But it's it's dude, it's dirty. They they do like right after paternity leave. That's what got me.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like really, I, like you're gonna. Yeah. Ugh. I would just I would just say this to yeah. to, to all those listeners out there <laughs> um, be aware of what companies how they try and recruit you mm. um, I mean the biggest thing for me was is that you know my former employer was was basically they were trying to sell me the moon and, and say all this stuff about me and then I mean literally like before I went on paternity leave like things were like I was getting affirmed, I was getting encouraged oh, yeah. in my role. Yeah. No and red then, flags. Nothing like that. Uh literally, yeah. No red flags. And then just getting T bone blindsided out of nowhere. Yeah. Last Friday <laughs> was um <laughs> Whew. Yeah. Like not If a if that's the way uh, y'all Yeah. If that's the way y'all do business, like, all right, maybe it maybe it was the Lord's doing in, in getting me out of there that way, uh, even I, I though I didn't it like it. But, uh, yeah, in any yeah. case, Yeah. we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm pretty, honestly, like the, the support, the prayers that some of you guys have, uh, have reached out with has been amazing. And just, uh, there's people that have texted me, give me phone calls, let me know mm-hmm. about different roles, different ways to go about, uh, getting into recruiting back again, which I'm going to do. I mean, that's like my primary way of of making funds right now for my family is yep. being a recruiter for a company so there's mm-hmm. stuff that's promising and um, yeah I think that this Sunday this Lord's day was definitely needed uh, yeah. for like that encouragement and like building up mm-hmm. uh, when you just get just completely throttled by the world <laughs> right <laughs> like I did on <laughs> right. Friday yeah so um, yeah. I'm I'm thankful that I have my church family there along with me and even like one of my pastors shout out to pastor ryan who has gone through um you know unemployment and stuff like that and sure. we've been talking a lot as well too and so yeah that helps when you have people in your corner in your local Absolutely. church yeah. and it so also the church is for man exactly yeah exactly
0: yeah yeah that's what it's for that's that's how we that's why we're in each other's lives is it's not just a spiritual thing it's a practical thing you yeah, know, like it's yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome, but you'll find it, you'll find it. The next job yeah. will come around. It always does. It always does. But yeah, a crap, <laughs> crappy way to end last week. But uh, yeah, you know, we're we're already on the upside. Uh, yeah, we're moving up. But Jack, before we hop into our topic today, my friend, will you please do us the honor uh, of giving us the reformatory cigar of the week? Oh,
1: Yes, so as Josh has put out on the sociables, uh August is for apostates. That's <laughs> what it is. Dude, you know okay. All right, all right. Before yes. before we continue, do you
0: know how I agonized over that because I knew I was gonna put that up and someone's gonna be like What what are you talking about? What, what, what do you mean it's apostasy? Are we ap are, are we celebrating apostasy? What's happening here? You know, like I knew I was gonna have to deal with that guy. But you know what? Yep. It was just so catchy. I couldn't not do it. Like, like the branding side in my head was like, do it, do it, do it. And I'm like, I, ha- I had to. Gets the I people had, like, going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yes, August right. is for apostates. Yes.
1: Um, apostate Cigars, as Josh and I have talked about in the past, uh, is started by uh, guys who are deemed apostates from the Mormon Church, from the Church of Latter-day Saints, because they have partaken in the the gift that Josh and I would say of smoking Mm. cigars. Mm -hmm. Um, And so most of the line that you hear from us throughout kind of this month as we go through their cigar line uh, is based upon certain pieces of... Either Mormon doctrine or Mormon lore or something along those lines that interacts with Mormonism in some way, shape, or form. And so. And I feel um, like,
0: again, I feel like I hate that we have to do this. We're not endorsing Mormonism. All right, people. We're not. We're not not linking arms with Mormonism. We're not encouraging Mormonism. Alright, alright, let's be clear here. Alright, we are we're uh, we're enjoying some cigars that are blatantly not
1: Mormon. Alright, so <laughs> yeah. That exactly. being
0: stated, Jack, please continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the cigar that we're that we're gonna talk about today is called the Lihona. Lihona. Um, the background of the background of this, uh, the Lihona is another scriptural term that refers to a compass. Mm. of divine origin that helped guides guide God's people to the promise. land. I don't know if that's Mormons or if that's yeah. <laughs> going back to the Red Sea or not. I don't think that's going back to the Red Sea. In any case, um, this is a 6x52 torpedo as far as the Vitola size of it. Mm. This is primarily a Connecticut wrapper that's from Ecuador. The binder is San Andreas, Mexican, Mm -hmm. and the filler is Paraguay and Dominican Republic. Yeah. So this is a very complex cigar. Um, I would say that it's a very good one if you're starting out uh, to smoke cigars as well, too. Um, It's got kind of this graham cracker taste, toast tastings. Um, There's a little bit of sweetness here and there. Uh, Nothing too crazy as far as overpowering. So, I think this is a good cigar for somebody who's starting out, uh, who's just not there to like go into the Maduros like mm-hmm. right now, <laughs> but right. it's something to start out into. Uh, I think the MSRP is somewhere around, I know that at my local brick and mortar, if, I think it was like 9 to $11. Yeah. yeah. So, anywhere from 9 to $11 you're looking at as far as MSRP goes. Um, This is a very, this is not like, it has some good filler and stuff like that, but as far as it's not a flavor bomb, uh, you're going to get kind of waves uh, in the different thirds of the cigar. So this is a good starting off cigar. If you have not smoked any cigars and you're looking for something, um, we definitely recommend this. There we go. All right. The La Jolla
0: by Apostate Cigars. Apostates all month. Uh, really good sticks. Oh, and uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the apostate guys is actually going to be up at Sacred Smoke next week, so Jack might be an excuse for you to uh, pop there up you here go and uh, come <laughs> visit. Yeah. So it's the La Jolla by Apostate Cigars. That is the reformatory cigar of the week, and you know what to do: go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. So today, my friend, we have, man, we're, we're stepping into the deep end, all right? You had a month yeah. off, right? We gave you yep. a break, right? You had all of this time to think and recuperate, rejuvenate, right? And then we come back, and it's time to jump into the deep end. Today, Jack, we are talking, we are uh, going to attempt to answer the question, why does the church fight so much okay this is a big question this is a big question this was actually this 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 topic kind of stemmed out of a convo that i was actually having with our previous co-host daniel um as we were talking about a lot of like the the infighting that we see within the local church um Mm -hmm. specifically and especially online right um the propensity sure. and the leaning toward an aggressive demeanor toward one another that seems to almost be the the natural state of many individuals we're just kind of contemplating mm-hmm. that and throwing those around and then I, I pitch it to you and, and and you know as we're trying to throw our throw our our thoughts together man like I can't I can't help but it, it, I can't help but think of all of the, all of the current dramas that we are seeing today, right? Especially and oh, again, yes. uh, especially on social media, right? And and that is, I think, where the majority of this critique is going to be centered on. Because let's be honest, mm-hmm. the vast like, I'm not seeing this in my local church, right? The vast majority of things, I would say, ninety eight. To 99% of things that individuals are choosing to get all up in arms about on the Twitter, or it's not the Twitter, on the X, right, or on the Facebook, right, uh, they are not applicable in my local church. They're not coming up. People mm-hmm. aren't talking about them. People aren't arguing about it. I don't have to worry about it. And the only place that it lives is this fake place that we call social media, right? <laughs> yeah. But it brings up the question, Jack... And within that question is, I mm-hmm. believe, an observation that the church, especially the American church today, especially let's 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 hit us where we're home, right? In reformdom, in you know Calvinistic th- it, th- uh, theological circles, in confessional circles, we got we got a problem mm-hmm. with fighting. We really do. Sure. And it's a problem that I don't think we like one of the problems is that I don't think we see it as a problem in that we see Mm -hmm. so many individuals that almost seem to relish the controversy. Right. So, Jack, there's there's a lot to be said here, man. and, And I think as you know, as dark and frustrating as this is, I think there's great application for the local church and great encouragement that can be found for us and our listeners that that I, I I hope and I assume are attempting to to you know lean into their local churches to to make their local churches more central right to keep the focus on their local church and not get distracted by the things that are going around but I want to throw it over to you first jack and maybe you know yeah. to tackle it as a question or dive into the observation uh, why do we seem to have this propensity toward infighting with each other?
1: Well, I mean, um, to, to take it back to to even like John 17, um, this has kind of stuck in my mind for a very long time. Mm. Jesus is praying for all of uh, his disciples, and he's praying for the people that would know him, Uh, that would come to faith in him, the church that would come forward and and be established. And he's praying for all believers. And it's almost like Jesus knows (laughs) Mm. that there will be divisions when he's praying for people in that, in that kind of high priestly prayer language in John 17. And so it's almost like in some senses, God already knows like you guys are not going to be a united people and that's going to be your downfall. Mm. Um, you're not going to be completely united. And so that's that's going to be an uphill battle that you're going to have to face every single time that you gather, every single time that you're that you're out in the public square that you're talking to other Christians is that you're not going to be completely 100% on each other's sides of the story yeah. when it comes to what the what the what the mission looks like. How it metastasizes, um, theology, everything. Right, when it comes to the things of God, you're not going to be a hundred percent there. I mean, mm-hmm. shoot. In the Reformation, Luther and Zwingli met up, and the the big crux was, I think it was communion. That was they agreed on everything else, and then communion just dug that wedge into them, and it was like they were enemies <laughs> for the rest of the time that they. Sure lived out their lives. And so, I mean, things can be in that sense though, when we are faced with all those things, I think we just need to go back to the fact that we are missionaries um, in foreign lands. We -hmm. are exiles. We are elect exiles of God um, put there for a reason to be a witness Um, To also to share the gospel, to spread that seed of the gospel to and forth um, so that it would take root in people's hearts and that hopefully the Holy Spirit would use that uh, to the glory of God and that people would become believers out of that. People would join local churches, that the kingdom would grow that way. Um, But I mean, this is this is typical of God's people. We we get off track off focus and it's typical for us to do this we'll just infight we'll just go back to well we don't really want to commit to that we want we want the drama we want the smoke <laughs> oh, so well, we love we it. want to uh <laughs> yeah you know we so do. I mean we we want that propensity to I, I I don't know if it's a propensity to like purge off the 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 truly you know you know we we talk about this sometimes purge off those who are not truly reformed right mm, sure, purge those sure. people off who are not really believers because they don't yeah. they're not they haven't attained this certain knowledge right and we can't go back to this like we can't be like the gnostics where we like think that if you've attained this level of knowledge like you have the secret to life mm-hmm, that we can't mm-hmm. be that way like, yeah. we need to go back to the early church in that sense and say, like, we can't do that. We we also can't be people that just like, I don't know, are very just, that's all we want to do is fight. Like, is that what we want to be known to when it comes to our, our neighbor who's not a believer? And that's all they see in the church yeah. is you guys are just drama. Yeah. Why should I even come on Sunday <laughs> To even hear this gospel of yours when you guys are just drama, so yeah, those are my initial salvo of thoughts <laughs> as we yeah. as we dive into this topic right now. So no,
0: no, no. I think I think it's really good, man. I think I think it would behoove us to I mean, go to James, right? James chapter four. You know when mm-hmm. you know he asked the question, what what causes fights and quarrels among you, right? It's that you want and you don't have, so you murder, right? It's that you know you <laughs> yeah. you. <laughs> you you desire one thing and you're not given it so you covet so you slander right and and and, and he 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 uh-huh. explains that like the root of your propensity to to fight and to cause quarrels and to have that division at the root of it it's because you're not getting what you want <laughs> like you're not getting what you want so you're throwing a tantrum right and that's yeah. honestly the first thing that comes to my mind when i see all this stuff on twitter and all the stuff on social media, uh, you know, whether it be you know the the current arguments of the day with like gender roles, what defines a man, you know, in the church, you know the uh. the roles of men and women in churches, freaking uh, biblicism, <laughs> and you know Aquinas, like that <laughs> that gem's still going on. And there's so yeah, it Jack. Is. <laughs> there's so much time. And so many articles and so much breath being spent on this topic that at the end of the day, like, and here's the thing, I know I can hear, I can hear, I can hear the voices, right? And this is, I think this has something to do with it also, right? I think one of the reasons that we fight so much is because we have a propensity to turn everything into an essential issue. And you see that, especially yeah. with the whole Aquinas uh, biblicism topic, right? Is anyone who's, mm-hmm. you know, you know it, both, both, both sides are lobbing grenades over at each other, right? And anyone like, you know, I, I will say like me, who's trying to be in the middle and say, guys, look, you agree on so much more than you guys think. This thing is super small. That middle person gets murdered by both yeah. sides, because they're like, well you know you uh, don't yeah. understand the importance <laughs> and the significance that this has It's like no here's the thing I am not the I am not the sharpest knife in the drawer there are guys and gals on both sides of this argument that could wipe the floor with me uh, with their education, wipe the floor with me intellectually right and they could argue circles around me but I like to think I understand what an essential doctrine and what an essential issue is and what's not and what's yeah. worth Planting yep. a flag down and saying, you know, here I stand, I can do no other, God help me. And when the situation doesn't mm-hmm. require that, right? And I really think, Jack, that part of the problem that we see, and part of the reason that we see so much of this division within the local church, especially within our camp of Reformedum, is because too many people aren't taking the time to evaluate whether or not what they're arguing is to the level of importance that they are making it. So we have so, so many people that are, you know, hailing this as the most important thing right now. This is the most important thing right now. And here's the thing. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not this, like, super smart intellectual guy, but I think I can do I think I do pretty well at connecting dots and in my head what what makes sense to me Jack is that if something is truly that important and if something is truly like spreading like wildfire like people are saying it is I feel like I would be having to deal with that in my local church sure and yeah. and, and and frankly I'm not I'm I'm not mm. having to deal with it I'm having to deal with a whole bunch of other things that take my time and yeah. take my take my effort and take my attention but it's ironic to me and and it's very telling to me that all of these things that i am being told is the great one of the greatest threats to the gospel is paramount in our day <laughs> that you know the 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 biblicism you know argument is like like this is this is the argument of the 21st century I feel like I would see the ripples. I feel like I would have to be dealing with it in my church if that were true. It, 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 to to any degree. And I'm just yeah. not. I'm just not. And to me, yeah. that is one that is one barometer that tells me I don't think that this is worth the effort that a lot of people are putting into it. You know, and it, it comes yeah, back to I that mean, thing like people people want to be seen a certain way. They want their way. They want others to believe what they want to believe. They're not getting it. They're not getting their way. Mm-hmm. So they're quarrelsome.
1: Those are yeah. That's, that's, that's my thought even, on it, man. Yeah. yeah, I think even too some some people just want to be martyrs and they want to go out yeah. there on the front lines and that's true. Try to be examples, you know. And yep. it's just like okay, but. I think the biggest thing that Josh and I keep going back to is is this really taking root in your local church or are these just kind of like even what you know Paul says like civilian affairs almost mm-hmm. like are these even worth the time to just keep going after and it's like I get some degree of how that can trickle down I get some degree but is it a major epidemic in a local church, like, you're having infighting because of this? Yeah. Most likely not. Like, like let's be honest, like, 90% of your congregation is not going on the sociable, formerly known as Twitter, X, and... X. Basically, like, looking at, <laughs> looking at all these, like, theology debates, mm-hmm. thinking that, oh my gosh, like, this is going to corrupt everybody in the local church. Like, no, like, let's be honest, most people in your local church are dealing with life issues they're just trying to stay afloat yeah they're just trying to Seriously live out man. their life in yeah. in in faith and obedience to Jesus yeah. um and this is not i just want to be clear too this yeah. is not a cop out because some people will will listen to this episode from us and say like you guys are just copping out you guys are virtue signaling you guys are just saying oh we should this isn't important. I think that's in certain circles, maybe, maybe. But to the majority of your local church, nobody really cares. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Most well, dude, people like, like, care. Most people care about the, the simple fact of just really basic questions. Is God for me? That's a question that every single believer that I know in my local church may struggle with on a on a during throughout their week. And then they come to the Lord's Supper. And just like on this last Sunday, like I am there to basically give them that gospel hope. Like if you have placed your faith and trust in Jesus, like there is now no condemnation for you. I know you feel like absolute garbage. But guess what? Like Communion is a way to show us this sign and this seal that God has done for us. And that should motivate us to keep going forward. But for us to regress in a way in which we start making the church out to be like just this, I don't know, this factory of theological academics to where we just fight all the time, like nobody's coming to Christ through that.
0: Well, and, and like. it doesn't do anybody any good, <laughs> you know. Like, like yeah. that's my point. Is is I look at the I look at the things that the that the things that I deal with, the things that the average, the average local church pastor has to deal with, right? Like, you're, you you have people coming into your office struggling with with substance abuse, right? Broken relationships, um, 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 um anger issues, depression, anxiety, right? Infidelity, yeah, right? Miscarriages. Right. Like like these are the things that the people are talking about, The things that Jack's talking about. You know, having a correct understanding of the gospel, you know, like this person comes in. I was raised to think that unless I was, you know, perfect, that God was going to that 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 my salvation can be lost. Right. And I have these jokers telling me that biblicism is the thing <laughs> that I need to be focusing on. You know, dude, probably three yeah. quarters of my congregation doesn't know what biblicism is. <laughs> Like, yeah. they don't even know what it means. And to be honest, like, I look at it, I'm like, ah, that, like, wrapping my head around it. It's like, it's, I'm not dealing with it. And, like, look, I'm not yeah. saying that theological discussions aren't important. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have these discussions and, 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 and do our, our due diligence to be as theologically correct and, and, and biblical as possible. That's what we should do. All right. I will never, ever advocate to not study theology. I'm a massive theology nerd. I love studying it, right? But it has to have some sort of practical value, right? And not just practical value, but we have to understand the place that it's supposed to have, right? So if you're taking this very, very niche, let's be honest, very niche theological concept that everyone's trying to make an essential and 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 you're blowing it up to now, you know, dude, like like I I'm not going to I'm not going to name names or anything like that, but but like people are breaking fellowship over this thing. There are yeah. church there are individuals that are breaking fellowship with one another, calling one another apostates, not the cigars. All right? There are <laughs> churches that are yeah. breaking up over this. It that to me is asinine like that's not even that's not even losing the forest through the trees like like you don't even like like you don't even see trees you know and 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 I I look at stuff like that and I think like and I say this with all the grace in my like I, I I'm really I'm I'm coming from a place of it I'm not coming from a place of like on my high horse, like I'm coming from a place of trying to, trying to plead with my brothers. Like I, I, I look at stuff like that, and I'm like, do you, do you honestly have this much time on your hands? <laughs> is, is, is you know writing these argue uh, these articles and arguing this stuff? Is this honestly what you deem to be the best use of your time, in the day and age that we find ourselves in right now? Because mm-hmm. I, as someone who Struggles with that and has the propensity to fight and feels the feels the the energy that comes from conflict I need all the help and encouragement and 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 uh, uh, accountability that I can get to keep the main things the plain things and the plain things the main things right yeah will nod to Alistair Begg and yeah. jack I, I feel like we we have lost so much of that and the church the local church is going to be the 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 one that suffers because we have forgotten our marching orders man like we we are because he, because here's the look 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 here's the thing the church the church like there's a reason that paul refers so many times to this christian walk the christian himself the church in 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 um, uh, militaristic terms right yeah. right you know, we fight the good fight right he talks about the armor of God right we talk about soldiers of Christ right The church has been given the tools and I think the energy to fight we We, we have our marching orders from our general and our king Jesus and we're going to direct that energy. That that specific equipping that God has given his people to march and to be and to march fervently. We're going to use that energy either in in a beneficial way or an unbeneficial way. And if we lose focus of our marching orders specifically to advance the kingdom of Christ by proclaiming the gospel and living the gospel in a broken world. If we forget that that is where the vast majority of our energy needs to go, our energy is going to be diverted to fighting in our camp because we're not out fighting the war. So with all this time on our hands, man, like idle hands are the devil's playground, right? So we're going to be in camp, not on the front lines, <laughs> not fighting, forgetting our orders, and we're in our, in our tent with all of our comrades, and we're at each other's throats. And that's what I think is going on right now, is we have a lot of energy, and we have forgotten where that energy is supposed to be directed.
1: Yeah, and I think that this would be... I mean, this would be a more applicable topic if we were talking about how so many churches are deficient in their understanding of the doctrine of the Trinity, like that is a huge. Oh, that is oh, a huge One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, or there's a there's a, the deity there's of a, Christ, <laughs> right? Or <yeah>. imputed righteousness, <laughs> like something where it's like if you get this yeah. wrong, you're you're not a believer. <laughs> you know. Sure. Yeah. Like there is a big difference between that and and ensuring that that main thing that we fight for uh, is upheld in the church versus i would say tertiary things yeah um tertiary understanding of things even sometimes so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think that this is um man i don't know <laughs> it's it's sort of weird i don't know if it has to take like a a uh, a cataclysmic event to basically that we rally around other believers in mm. I don't know if it's gonna take that because I think some people are just gonna be still really hard-hearted um, yeah. to the issue of well this church is this way and this church is that way and so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah breaking breaking that fellowship I would say that it's more of an imperative if the if church is not equipped to teach the doctrine of the Trinity there, there needs to be some serious talking more about that sure. than the Aquinas or biblicism issues of the day. To be quite honest, like those can take a backseat until we understand those main things very plainly. So, yeah, I, I think it's just a. I think it's just really, man. We want to squabble about mm-hmm. every single thing of the of our day, and. Sometimes, yeah, you can get bored, and so what do you do when you get bored? It's like, well, let's uh, let's get some let's get some hot takes going on these people. Yeah, you know. Well, and, and here's the thing:
0: like, <laughs> I I agree with you. I don't know what it's gonna take. It might take something big to get people to sh- kind of shaken up and realize that the things we're arguing about just uh, in the grand picture of things don't matter. Like, I would rather the unity yeah. that comes from all of the 99% that we do agree with, I'd rather focus on that. I don't know what it's going to take, but I know yeah. I know what's going to f- I know what's going to help right now, and that's a focus on your local church. Like mm-hmm. honestly, it's amazing how much that focus changes things and the benefit that comes from. You know what? I'm not going to get distracted by the all the things that people are telling me are important. Mm-hmm the people in front of me are important because those are the people that God has placed in your life. Your local church should be your, your primary constituents when it comes to your energy, right? And I would rather be so tuckered out at the end of the day serving my people, dealing with the real issues that they have, the real sorrows that they have, the real joys that they have. I'd rather be so tired at the end of the day after dealing with those that I don't have any time or effort to even care, to even care what so-and-so says on so-and-so topic because it doesn't affect me and I, and it doesn't matter because I'm filling my time. I'm filling my hours. I'm filling my day with the things that do matter. And it's the real lives in my local church and not the fake drama that we see on Twitter. So, Jack, like, I, I think I I would want to encourage, you know, people going to ask, well, you know, how do you, wh- what would you say to these guys? I'd say focus on your local church more, you know? Like, yeah. if, w- w- when you feel the pull to write that article or you feel the pull to, to write, you know, that, 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 like, thousand word essay of a tweet, because apparently people can do that now, <laughs> right? Take the time and be like, you know. I could spend ten minutes writing this out, or I could take that ten minutes and give so and so from my church a call, out yeah. of the blue. See how they're doing. Yep. Invest in their life. You know, the world would be a much, a much. Uh, what, what does he say? Out of the, I think it's the Hobbit. Like it'd be a much merrier world mm. if people valued that over you know their. Their wars and they're fighting. <laughs> it's I, I really, I, that's I'm convicted of that the more and more that I'm in ministry, the older I get. And the more I see that my energy is, is not infinite. Like I have a finite yeah. amount of time. I have a finite amount of energy and it matters what I spend it on. It really does. Yeah.
1: yeah and yeah. I think it, it really does depend too on where your local church is at. Um, You know, in a bigger metropolitan area, when you get closer into the inner city, more cults are going to be prevalent, like, Mm. in that inner city to pull people away. Because they twist (laughs) scripture, and then they twist Christology to basically make it bend to their will. And so, you know, in Tacoma, it's been been like this. Like, we have openly, we have... (laughs) we have Hebrew Israelites on street corners mm-hmm. cosplaying, Um, and, cosplaying. but, they, but it's, but it's so, but I think this, but, but I think this is so important too, because they are just as militaristic and they will get just as many people from being militaristic that way, but yeah. it doesn't do anybody any good. No. And no. so we really just got to look at priorities. Like, would I rather invest my time in praying for my community that maybe have a huge issue in certain neighborhoods with cults basically sucking people in and just mm-hmm. kind of tickling their ears, or do I invest that time on this very niche uh topic of debate? You know? <laughs> right. I think that's what we have right. to answer at the end of the day. Like, yeah, is this worth yeah. the time? And energy of you being a missionary on mission like yeah. is this being a witness effectively or is this yeah. kind of self-serving to a certain degree yeah so.
0: yeah 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 is this is this is this thing worth you placing the people that god has placed in front of you on hold that's that's the answer that we gotta that's the question we gotta answer like, is, sure. is it worth that? Because effectively, that's what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But yeah. Jack, there's so much more that could be said, man. There's so much more <laughs> that probably should be said. But at the end of the day, folks, like you're going to hear the same tune from us, man. It hasn't changed. After 200 episodes, hasn't changed. Focus <laughs> on your local church. It's good for yep. your people and it's good for you. And in that focus, you're going to find much joy. Uh, and f- and 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 just 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 drive and passion and just just everything that people seem to be longing for and trying to look for in other in other places. You're gonna find that in your local church. So that's yeah. that's what you get from us. So Jack, exactly. my friend, why don't you get us out of here?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate Josh and I's focus on how you can be centered on your local church, how you can be invested in those people's lives of your local church members, you can join us and continue uh, focusing on the reformatory, maybe, and how we bring up these different topics by checking out these sociable pages that we're on. We're on the mm-hmm. metaverse, the Facebook, we're on the Instagram, goes well with chocolate and marshmallow. And we are on Dissociable, formerly known as Twitter X. Mm. <laughs> I don't sorry. know anything other to say it like it that because like, it it's so like, weird.
0: It sounds like an 80s hip hop artist, <laughs>
1: formerly known as. It Twitter. sounds like X. <laughs> <laughs> we. It sounds like I'm trying to buy drugs if I'm going like trying yeah, to propagate a sociable it's right true. now these days. Anyways, yep. you can find us on all of those sociable <laughs> sites at the tag yep. at reformatory pod. Josh, you could tell the lovely people how they might continually uh, support us in different ways.
0: That's right. There are many ways that you can do that. One, if you are on Apple or Spotify, give us a little like and a rating on uh, just like you just got to scroll down give us a little five star, five star for five solos. We'd really appreciate that. Helps the podcast get out to more people. We are on YouTube now. Head to uh, youtube.com slash reformatorypod, all right? If you like listening to this podcast, guess what? You can see this podcast now. Don't know why you'd want to do that, but you can. You can make that happen, all <laughs> right? Last but not least, if you feel the, the inkling, you could head on over to patreon.com and become a supporter of the Reformatory for a $5 holla. Join the Podluck and get access to amazing exclusive content. Bonus episodes, multiple bonus episodes every week. Exclusive video content, exclusive access to to Jack and I, right, for only $5. (laughs) And if you do so, our pledge to you is that your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. That is our pledge to you. We thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory.